0: Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Hey, tonight, let's get to the word. If you got a Bible, you're gonna need it tonight because we have a preacher in the house. Um, I'm thankful in the body of Christ for like great teachers, but I just love a good preacher. Every now and then, and uh, we're so honored to have Pastor Jimmy and Irene with us here from I Five Church in Baltimore, and uh, and Pastor Jimmy preached with us uh, earlier in the year, and Pastor Irene was with us, and she preached a Sunday morning not too long ago as well. And uh, Jimmy, I just want you to know the people love Irene, and so uh, they they already they're like, when's Irene gonna preach again? And we're like, she has a husband that preaches too. They don't even care, Jimmy. They just want Irene to preach, but um. But hey, tonight, we're so honored. And uh, man, their church is a part of our celebration family of churches. And so whenever they come to town, it's just like family. It's like brother and sister are here, and we're just hanging out. Uh, But we're going to go ahead and honor the Word of God tonight. So why don't you stand to your feet, and let's give it up as Pastor Jimmy comes to preach the Word to us tonight.
1: What's up, celebration? How y'all doing? I know, like, I'm, my assignment is, is real, and, and uh, I'm just, but worship was just heavy for a moment. I mean, that's the, like God's presence. How many of y'all just love God's presence? <laughs> you know what I have found in my life is that, you know, counseling is awesome. I, I believe in counseling, I believe in, uh, in going and getting my brain right. I don't know about y'all, but I'm a little jacked up. Come on, somebody. So I, I get that. And, uh, and I love the, the own network. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I get that, Oprah and, and, and Dr. Phil. And, but, but there is nothing, nothing like the presence of God. Uh, you, you know what I've come to find out? Is that one moment in his presence can change everything. I, I have found that and, and, and so I just want you to I want to do a little exercise before I jump in This is not in my in my message, and I hope this time doesn't count against me um, But can you just raise your hands up like like in a posture of surrender? Uh, and, and, and I want you to know that this this outward posture uh, uh, This outward view right now is an inward heart posture of surrender And what I like to say is that these aren't hands right now. These are spiritual antennas For God to know the trouble that's going on in your heart, to know the fear that you might be facing, to know the trepidation that you might be walking through, to know the cares and concerns of your life. Right now in this room, God's presence wants to come and invade everything that doesn't look like him. He wants to invade your space right now. Isn't that good right now? Now, 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 just, just, can, can we just sing this? Your presence is heaven to me. I just want you to feel the goodness of God right there. Just feel the goodness of God. Come on, come on. Your presence is heaven to me. See, I believe that the presence of God, it's personal. I know we're corporately in a room, and but there's something very personal that when I am, even though I'm in the midst of all of these people, I love the moment that, that that God doesn't run out of joy. He doesn't like He doesn't have it for one person and not for the other person. He doesn't have peace for one person and not like God doesn't run out. His supply is endless. And it is, and I don't know what you need. I don't know what you came in, but I want you to know that God's presence wants to change every single thing about your life. <laughs> and I don't know who, who, who needs this thought right now because I, I, this is not planned, but I want you to know that he is going to make you whole, yeah. completely whole. Because what I believe that some of us have experienced fragments of freedom. We got one area that's pretty free. We got one area that's okay. We got one area we won't talk about. I don't want to talk about that there. But tonight, the presence of God wants to invade every area that is average. Every area of hurt. Every area, come on somebody, of trouble. And I like to say it this way. No man left behind. Come on, touch three people and tell them, ain't nobody getting left behind tonight. We came in one way, but we're going out another way. We came in bound, but we're going out free. Come on somebody, we, 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 ain't, we ain't leaving the same way. I'm looking for some people that's going to go never before. I know y'all experienced church last week, but the Bible says that his mercy is new every morning. Every day God's got something new in store for you. Come on, give a couple people a high five and have your seats up in this place. We're going to have a little church. I am uh, so honored uh, to be here tonight uh, with my beautiful wife, Irene, and I, and I get it. Like Y'all like her more. I do too. I like her more than me. Uh, uh, and so I just love you. love my three kids. Uh, I love the fact that I get to travel with my, with my bride of, uh, we just celebrated 19 years of marriage. Come on, somebody. Amen. It's, it's getting better. Every year it's getting better. Come on, somebody. Cause she's going to counseling and learning how to treat me better. It's awesome. And, uh. But I must give honor where, where honor is due and, and and I just have to give honor to your incredible senior pastors. Come on somebody, Pastor Stovall and Carrie Weems. Uh, they have been a, a huge part of Irene and I's life. Uh, uh, I talked to Pastor on the on the way here. He called me and uh, said, and "I just told him I ain't gonna mess it up, man. I ain't gonna mess it up. I promise." And uh, no, I'm joking. And he's just so encouraging, and uh, just 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 so uh, uh, just he's just like he is celebration, like like like. No, I'm talking like he celebrates you. He knows how to celebrate people. He knows how to celebrate the gift of God and people. And so you are in the right place. I don't know if you, if you don't know that this is your church and maybe you're visiting, this is your church. Come on, somebody. Ain't, ain't, ain't no reason to go look somewhere else. Go ahead and get in foundations class. Go ahead and sign up. Hey, honey, do, do you think this is the place God has spoken? This is your church. Come on, somebody. Uh, But I'm going to jump into God's word. Is that all right? I want you to turn your Bibles with me to Mark uh, chapter 2, verses. And We're going to go like 1 through 5, and then we'll jump down to verse 10. Uh, This is becoming one of my most favorite passages of Scripture, uh, and I am excited. Uh, This is like my life message, if you will. Uh, uh, What God is doing in I-5 City, at I-5 City, back up in Baltimore, is absolutely awesome. And I say every day to my wife, let's do everything we can do to stay out of God's way in this season because God's doing some pretty cool things, amen? And so uh, here's what it says in Mark chapter two. It says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, somebody say Capernaum. Capernaum. Oh, y'all don't, I'm a, a black preacher's here today. We, we, you're gonna have to talk to your neighbor several times. It's gonna be a little uncomfortable. You're gonna have to repeat after me. Do I, I don't need to train y'all. Come on, somebody, we good. Okay, okay. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, somebody say Capernaum. There we go. Several days later. I love this. Pre-social media. Pre- Come on, Facebook. Pre-Snapchat. Pre-Instagram. It says that the news spread quickly that he was back home. I'm telling you, something was going on in the house and people were hearing about it and people were showing up. It says that the news spread quickly that he was back home. Verse 2. Soon, the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room. They were at capacity because Jesus was in the house. They were at capacity because Jesus decided to come back home. They were having church, come on, somebody. There was no room. And it says, while he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. Come on, somebody. Somebody interrupted the service. I, I don't know about you, but I want to go to the kind of church where broken people are allowed to interrupt the service order. I, I, I want to go to the... Come on, somebody. I, I, I want to I never run out of room for broken people. I don't want to ever run out of room for paralyzed people. I don't want to ever run out of room for divorced people. says... Huh. They came, arrived, carrying a paralyzed man on a mat, key verse here in the, in the first part of verse four, but they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the church people. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the professional Christians. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because everybody wanted to go to church and nobody wanted to be the church. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because everybody wanted to go to church service, but nobody wanted to be a service to the community. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because they were too busy being a church on a block rather than a city on a hill. Oh, I'm preaching. It says, but they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So some crazy fanatics decided to make a new front door. It says they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of the song service. Uh-uh. They lowered the man right down and, and, and right down on his mat in front of the professional Christians. No, no, no. They, uh, they, they lowered the man right down on his mat. Come on, somebody. In front of the systems. No, they lowered the man right down in front of his mat. Not with the systems, but in front of the Savior. They load them. And I love this verse 5. It says, seeing their faith. Somebody say, seeing their faith. faith. Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. I'm going to give you a little context here. Capernaum is like the launch of Jesus' ministry. Capernaum is the place where Jesus calls his disciples. He calls Philip and Andrew. It's the chief, like, like fishing uh, area, and and Jesus, like, evangelism is supposed to happen in Capernaum. People are supposed to follow Jesus in Capernaum. I love the scripture because it's so specific, and it says that Jesus was back home. Somebody say back home. Do you know whether you're a sports fan? I, I don't know, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars. Come on, any Jaguars fans here? Like three of y'all, okay? But maybe your kid plays sports. Maybe you played sports back in the day when your six-pack, you know, it, now your six-pack's a keg. Come on, somebody. But, 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 but there's nothing like home-field advantage. I, I, yeah, yeah, maybe y'all don't understand. Like the winning percentages go up when you have home-field advantage. Like, like, come on, there are more for you than against you when you have the home field advantage. Like, when you have the home field advantage, it doesn't matter how much you're down, there's still hope because there are more for you than against you. The atmosphere is conducive for winning when you have the home field advantage. Can I tell you, being in church is like having the home field advantage. Can I tell you, there's been seasons in my life that I could not wait to get to the house of God when there were more for me than against me, where the presence showed up because Jesus was at home. I'm here to tell you that I don't care. I tell my kids that you came to church. I don't care that my staff came to church. I don't care that my wife came to church. I don't care that sister so-and-so or deacon so-and-so so, or elder so-and-so or apostle so-and-so is at church. As long as Jesus is in the house, the winning percentages go up in my favor. When I'm at home, there are more for me than against me. When I'm at home, no devil in hell can keep me down. When I am at home, no weapon that is formed against me is able to prosper. Sometimes all you got to do is get home. Sometimes I got to have four friends to drag me to church when I'm in the middle of a crisis situation. And I got somebody on the phone that said, girlfriend, we got to get to the house of God. Has anybody been set free in church? church? Has anybody been healed in church? Come on somebody. Somebody says the winning percentages are going up in my life because Jesus is home at Celebration Church. Does anybody know that Jesus is home? I told myself I wasn't going to preach hard. Jesus is home city. Jesus is home in If you study scripture, many theologians believe that this was Simon Peter's house. So Jesus is having church at somebody's house who would deny him. You wouldn't think that church could happen in Simon Peter's house. You would not think that church would happen with someone who would walk on water and have faith in one season and not have faith in the next season. You would not think that Jesus would be, uh, 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 come on, somebody, would show up in the house of somebody who would, Jesus would later say, get behind me, Satan. You would not think, isn't it crazy how Jesus will just show up in the midst of a desolate situation? Isn't it crazy how Jesus will come home all like you've dotted all your I's, crossed all your T's, your prayer life is not good enough, you don't speak in enough tongues but Jesus shows up and house, I'm so glad that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world somebody say Jesus at home but there's a problem like can you imagine like Simon Peter has a church plant in Capernaum He's going to have church. Like, this is launch Sunday. Come on, let me, let me put yourself in this scripture. Gee, now, who are we going to book, man? Who are we going to get to come open up for launch Sunday? We're going to get John Gray? No, 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 not John Gray. <laughs> we're going to get Pastor Stovall wings? No, no, we're not going to get Pastor wings. We got, we got a better speaker than that. We're going to get Pastor Irene? No, 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 no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> she on vacation. <laughs> who are we going to get? Man, Simon Peter didn't messed around and booked Jesus. Come on, like, like, like you got to think about that. Like, who's the guest speaker? The king of kings. Like, you can't outdo that. He turns water into wine. Come on, somebody. Like, he, he restores ears. Like, come on, somebody. He wakes up and mountains move. He, he wakes up and storms cease. Like, we done, we done messed around and booked Jesus on lunch, launch Sunday. I believe this was the, this was the best launch Sunday ever. So then Simon Peter has to have this uncomfortable conversation. Well, Jesus, um, you got 40 minutes. <laughs> Can you imagine how uncomfortable that is? Like, how you done messed around? You done booked Jesus. Now you got to tell him he's on a time clock. And Jesus is like, my dad created time. A day is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day. Forget your... Get behind me, Satan. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Like, they have in church. I don't know what the worship set was, but the people are getting set free. People are getting delivered. I don't know if they had the great... I don't know if it was a black church or a white church. I don't know if they're clapping on the one and the three or the two and the four. I don't know if they're playing organs and guitar. I don't know if they got skinny jeans on or baggy jeans on. All I know... I don't know which version of Break Every Chain they're singing. They're singing Tasha Cobb's version or Kim Walker's version. I don't think it mattered because there's power in the name, not in the kind of person who's singing it. There's power in the name. They didn't mess around and book Jesus. But there's a problem in the church. The problem is, here's what it says they couldn't bring him to Jesus, in verse four, because of the crowd. Not because the preaching wasn't good. Not because they didn't pick the right worship set. Not because they didn't have next steps for people. The doors were shut to broken people because of the broken people that forgot that they used to be broken. Because of the crowd. Because of the crowd, they couldn't get this guy to Jesus. Because because of the crowd, it said this, it says that there was no more room inside the church and no more room outside the church. Isn't it crazy how the crowd can be contagious? (laughs) Isn't it crazy how complaining can be contagious? Isn't it crazy how a bad culture can be? Like, like, I'm going to be honest with you, God is doing something so special here like what God is doing here, be careful not to put your mouth on it because it's contagious. Be careful not to wrap your opinion around it because it's contagious because it's going to leak outside the door of the church. I honestly believe that rumors outside the church actually start from people who got disenfranchised with what the vision was inside the church, now outside the church. Now we're wondering why broken people won't come to church, because people who thought they were fixed are actually still broken, because the only way that you stay broken before God in an act of surrender is when you remember where you came from. Come on, somebody. Don't get quiet on me now. See, number one, if we're going to be a church... Come on, somebody, that Jesus is in. If we're going to be a church that goes after paralytic people, if we're going to be a church, come on, somebody, where there's no more room, let us not forget that our purpose of the church is to save and seek those who are lost. Let us move that we need to have as a church to keep Jesus in the house is number one is we must move in power and in purpose. In power and in purpose. We just can't move in power. There's a purpose for the power. Come on, somebody. There's a purpose for the presence. There's a purpose when God shows up. He wants you to go out. He don't just want to change you. He wants to, let me say it this way. God just don't want to do something in you. He wants to do something through you. Are y'all hearing me? I'm going to go ahead and skip to just a thought real quick so you can understand because so many people around, all around the world are asking, man, what's my purpose? What has God created me to do? Well, you know, what, 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 what am I here for, man? I may have a good job. I may not have a good job. I may have a big house. You might not have a big house. You may be in a great neighborhood. Like, like Purpose is is, is not a respecter of of, of socioeconomic status. You want to know your purpose? Here it is. Ready? Your greatest misery has the potential to be your greatest ministry if you'll give it back to God. See, some of you know you you wanted a title. You can't carry a title unless you're willing to carry a towel. Oh, I said something right there. I said something right there. We got to operate in power and in purpose. Let me tell you something. I can tell you when a place uh, is packed, uh, uh, but, but there's signs that there's no paralytic people. Let me give you some signs. When the place is packed, but the people aren't in purpose. That's when it says that there's no paralytic people out. When the presence of God is just the presence of God, but doesn't invade the presence of people, because the people won't carry the presence of God outside the four walls of the church. When people will tarry at the altars but won't walk the streets. Hey, Hey, Taraba. That's a little, I just, that's just, I was just anointed myself right there. (laughs) Back in then, up in Baltimore, it snows a lot. And a few uh, winters ago, we had like one of the worst snowstorms ever. I'm talking about snow, like, like two feet, then another foot, like you can't get out the house and it shut down the whole city. And, you know, y'all get a little dusting and everything's done. Like it blows wind, man. We got to, oh, we're going to have church tonight. And, and so our electricity went out. Now back then I was a professional eater. I'm going to let y'all catch that. And, uh, and so my wife was concerned because, you know, the lights aren't on and She's concerned because stuff ain't working in the house. I'm concerned because there was chicken in the freezer that needed to be fried. And if the chicken go bad, it's not going to get fried. If, the, if it don't get fried, then the flour don't get used. The seasoning don't get used. And, and I don't eat. The hot sauce just stays in the, in the cat like if it don't get fried. So she concerned about the, being in the dark. I'm concerned about being hungry. Come on, somebody. And so I, I came up with a plan. I mean, I started calling around all the generators are sold out. You know, I'm like, "Babe, we got to figure this out. I'm hungry. (laughs) And so uh, we called around and I found a store and the store said, we got some general, we got a truckload coming in, but we can't reserve any. You can't buy any online and uh, uh, you just got to get here. And so I left, like she's still talking. The phone is just sitting there. (laughs) I'm on my way to the store because the chicken is about to go bad. So God is still working on me with some things. So... um, They, she said on the phone, secure your place in line. And I'm not all the way safe when, when stuff like that happens. Like, I'm thinking chicken is at stake. Are y'all, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, I might need a second. Ch- chicken, I can't eat it no more, but it was good, man. And so I secured my place in line, and there was this older lady, and I, 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 she was trying to cut... <laughs> I had to make sure she didn't go to our church first. (laughs) Get behind me, Satan. And so I secured my place in line, and, and man, I got this generator, and I paid all this money. You know, they jacked the prices up, and, and man, we get back home, and I, we, we have a party. Come on, somebody, a chicken-eating party, and, and, and we plug in everything in and everything. You know, the, the lights are coming on, the refrigerator's on, the stove is on, the washer. Thank God Irene's curling iron came back on because I hair was a mess. And, I, and I'm, just, I'm just telling you, stuff just started coming on. <laughs> It's awesome. And then I ate chicken. Come on, somebody. A few months ago, this is years later, we were moving. And uh, you know, cleaning out the garage. And my son walks in, he's 15, and says, hey, Dad, what's that over in the corner? I said, it's a generator. He says, well, what does it do? And I said, nothing right now. (laughs) And he is all dusty, sitting over in the corner. And he says, what's the purpose of it? I said, well, things that are powerless are actually supposed to plug into it. And he says, well, what if everything is on and nothing plugs into it that's powerless? I said, well, it's no good. There's no purpose. It's just sitting over in the corner. In one season it was as valuable as anything else In one season it was absolutely incredible and we used to plug things that were powerless in it and it was so valuable and it was worth everything that we sacrificed to get it but in another season it was just sitting over in the corner collecting dust I don't want to be the church that's relevant in one season and not relevant in another season I don't want to be the church come on somebody that we're so passionate about lost people in one season and and now everybody who was who was powerless plugs into it and we forget let me tell you we got to get homeless people plugged into the power we got to get divorced couples plugged into the power we got to get people who are discouraged and depressed and in fear plugged into the power don't forget where you came from somebody shout plug into the power plugging people into the power on my job plug them into the power in the mall plug into the power at the soccer field, plug them into the power at the game, your job is to save and seek those who are powerless plug them into the power, gotta plug them, We, we don't pastor a church, we pastor a city we need to start walking around like everybody in the city goes to celebration hey what's up that's how I walk around my city. I have no idea. I walk in a restaurant. Pastor's here. How y'all doing? Y'all good over there? Y'all need anything? Y'all, hey, hey, hey. I, you know, I act like I own a restaurant. Hey, hey, waiter, make sure you get them. Make sure you care for them. Show them. You know, don't just point to the bathroom. Show them because we pastor of a city. We don't pastor of a church. Come on, somebody, I go to the soccer game. How y'all doing? Pastor just showed up. Come on, somebody, I give my son the ball, but pastor just showed up come on how y'all doing y'all good how's y'all marriage you see i walk up in a football game and i'm discerning spirits and i'm preaching and i ain't saying nothing weird and i'm speaking my my prayer language inside of my heart and 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 i don't gotta wait to get to praise and worship because i am a worshiper because romans come on somebody chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 says i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you offer yourself as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing i don't need a song or to play a keyboard because i got a song in my heart come on somebody I'm telling you, you gotta learn how to take Capernaum with you everywhere you go. We have in church at work. We have in church in the mall. We have in church in the grocery store. We have in church at Sizzler. We have in church, come on, somebody at the beach. Everywhere you go, the kingdom of God shows up. We gotta operate in, in power and in purpose. What's the use of having a hospital if you ain't going to have paramedics? People think that outreach is a ministry. Outreach is a mission. And we cannot separate the ministry of Jesus and the mission of Jesus. He was all one. Everywhere he went, even when he was hiding the kingdom, because it wasn't time for it to be revealed yet, people got healed. We got to be kingdom leakers. Come on, somebody. That's why, oh, I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody like, man, I can't wait till I get a new job. I can't wait till we move on from here. How can you move on to a place where you haven't fulfilled your kingdom assignment yet? You may be the only Jesus that somebody ever sees. That boss you can't stand, God sent him to you and you to him so that you could love him beyond your preferences like Jesus loved you beyond yours. Uh Uh-oh, he ain't had to go there. Yes, I did. Because we're too comfortable. God will use you and heal you as you go. I love this scripture in Mark chapter 2, verse 17. It says, when Jesus heard this, he told them, Healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come not to call those who think that they are righteous, but those who know that they are sinners. Man, we got to have a hospital. I love the church. I love the actual four walls of the church. It's like the hospital, man. But evangelism is like the ambulance. It's like the paramedics, man. We go out there. Do you know? let, let Let me tell you how the world receives hope. Watch this now. The world receives hope. Through help. Y'all wanted something deep. See, y'all church people. The need of the lost is the seed of salvation so that they would be found. You don't have to preach to them. You give them and meet them at their greatest need. I'm trying to help y'all, because some of y'all choose saves to give somebody a drink. I saw a meme on social media. A meme, if you don't know what a meme is, ask the person next to you and get rid of your flip phone. <laughs> this meme was a little kid in, a, in an African village, and, and he's hungry. And you can see that he's emaciated, he sure hungry, he's hungry. And, and, uh, uh, and, you know, there was a missions group that went to the, you know, to the city. And, and this meme kind of represented this kid. And he's looking up and he says, you mean to tell me all y'all brought was Bibles? I'm hungry. I'm broken. I'm lost. I'm discouraged. Man, how about this? I'm, I'm going to give y'all like the greatest, like strength, like the deepest deal the greatest Hebrew Greek word you ever, uh, w- w- like phrase you might ever hear. Ready? You want to know how we reach lost people? Ready? Watch this. Be nice. Hug somebody. Say hello. How you doing? How about before we invite people to church, we actually take the church to the people. We got to move in power and purpose number two. We must be moved with compassion. It says, then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. I don't know about you, but in my city, there are people who are paralyzed in fear. There are people who are paralyzed in addiction, paralyzed in divorce, paralyzed in complacency, paralyzed in hindering mindsets, paralyzed about church. I studied that word paralyzed. In the original context, that paralyzed actually, it, like, I don't know how to say it, like, proficiently, but it meant, it meant that only half of him was working. He wasn't completely Paralyzed. And that's what the community in our city, that's what it is like. We don't know. They don't have a need for God because they're so used to surviving, they don't even understand what thriving is. But we can't go out and minister if we accept our paralysis as just our assignment. Like, like, this is just what I'm supposed to be. No, no, no. Jesus said that the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that you might have life, and life to the full, full healing, full deliverance. Come on, somebody. Full freedom. You don't have to just accept, like, that half of you is okay. So, so, we, we got to have compassion. These, these four guys, they had Compassion how, 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 how do they have compassion? How, how do you keep your compassion? How do, you, how do you you know, a good question to ask yourself is, does your heart break for the things that breaks the heart of God? Does it bother you when people aren't in their purpose? and put, I, I, Potential bothers me. The word "potential" bothers me, because the word "potential" basically says that I'm going to stop short of my purpose and I'm okay with it. Does it, does it hurt you when, when, when you see the news and you see people who, who, have, who have lived a short life because there was no hope because nobody would help? You, you got to have compassion. And I started thinking about how, how can I keep my compassion? This is an exercise, Matt. It knows me a little bit better now than it used to. And, and I, said, I said, God, how, how do I keep my compassion for broken people? How do I keep my compassion? And he told me, he said this, he said, remember when you were on your mat. Remember, remember when you couldn't move and you couldn't get to where God had for you. did not even know about the things of God. You remember when, when you were in fear, when you were trapped in hindering mindsets. When, remember when you were in a lying down position and your your confidence was lying down and your. Your anointing was lying down, and your gifts are lying down, and your and your hope is lying down, and your your faith is lying down. You remember when you were on your mat? Remember when you were trapped in addiction? Remember when you were trapped in fear? See, I, I put myself in the place of the paralytic guy. He's he can hear. There, there's chatter. That something's going on at Celebration Church. There's chatter, but he can't get there himself. He can hear people saying, man, Jesus is in the house, but, but, but no one stops at his house to invite him to the house where Jesus is. He's like, hey, what's going on? Man, people are getting healed. News is spreading. People are getting delivered. People are getting set free. And he says, well, well can y'all help me get there? I can't get there myself. I'm not, I don't really trust church. Can somebody put a small group around me? Can somebody invite me? Can somebody grab the corner of my situation? See, what happens with professional, pre- professional Christians is we want to get sent to the four corners of the earth, but we don't want to grab one of the corners of somebody's mat. Remember when you were on your mat? No, 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 sometimes you got to go back so that you can go forward. So, I I remember when I was trapped in pornography. I remember when I was trapped in anger. I remember when Irene and I's marriage was trapped in hopelessness. Like, I thought it was over. Three years ago, I thought it was over. Uh, Now I I got this passion for people who think it's over. And I'd rather talk to people who think it's over than people who walk over people who think it's over. We got to have compassion. We can't judge people because they sin differently than us. Go ahead and let that sit. We can't judge people just because they sin differently than you. We get in church, Clayton, and we forget where we came from. We're on a worship team now. We wanna sing Break Every Chains, but we have the key to somebody's chains, not through a song, but through a conversation at work. We, we, I forget where I came from, man. I, I laid on, no, I'm good. I, I'm, I lost weight. <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all about a year ago, I would have needed help. But thank God that my wife grabbed the corner of my mat a year ago. <laughs> mm. uh, It's just a different view down here. Sometimes I think we get too high. Like humility. This is a humble, I'm telling you, I've never done this before. This is a, I feel like, man, this is a place of humility. Like it's easy to get on your knees when you stay low. It's hard to fall from this place. We got to go low. We got to go into the hood. We got to go into the city. We got to grab people who are low at work. Why she got an attitude today so that you would bring church to her. We got to, see, I can get up now pretty easy. See that? Ah. But we, we got to have, got to move with compassion. Yeah. I, I, I really believe this about purpose, that when people's pain becomes our passion, that's when we're in purpose. The next thing we got to do, and I, I'm almost done, is is we got to remove the lid. We got to move in power and in purpose. We got to be moved with compassion. Number three, we got to remove the lid. It says that when they could not come near to him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, I love that because that lets me know that the writer is a little ghetto. Some of y'all will catch that, when they had broken through. That's how I talk. They let down the bed on which the paralytic guy was lying and I started thinking about the homes during those times, they actually had steps beside the home so they didn't actually scale a wall, they actually took steps to go higher to get a kingdom perspective and new vision of how to change the front door from the door that was closed to a door that everybody could walk in. I'm saying some stuff right here. So they went higher to get vision to, feel, to figure out how they could get more lost people to Jesus despite the crowd. I said they took steps. They took measures. They had strategic meetings. They, 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 they taught on outreach to, to go higher so that we could, everybody's not going to come through the doors of an invite. So, so I'll tell you a little bit of a story about I-5. We, we, we changed the front doors of the church years ago. We, we, we removed the lid years ago. When we started, we're going to start a track club, right? And we have probably one of the largest uh, track, track and field, Christian track and field uh, uh, c- uh, clubs in the country, AAU and USATF. Our sixth athlete just got a full ride D1 scholarship. Uh-huh. Why? Why? Because there were some families who would never come to church but would run track. So we change the front door, like who builds a basketball court in the middle of a a place and celebration does because we're removing the lid of complacency, we're removing the lid of, of contrition, we're removing the lid of comfortability. So we might have to give to something that we don't really understand, but behind that initiative is a kingdom mindset to change the front door of the church to reach people who would never come to church. So... On our track club, when we first started it, there was a lady named April. I had no idea who April was. April was in our city, and, and April uh, uh, wanted her son to be around some pile. Some, uh, she was a single mom, some some positive male influences in her son's life. So we had coaches uh, that, that were that. And so she said, man, I want my son to run track and field so they can be, uh, uh, you know, around these guys. And so we, we had ministry at, at, in the track stands. Come on, somebody. We had church in the track stands, and, and, and we just would just be in the gospel and using as few words as necessary. And we just were, were, were just being the tangible hands and feet of Jesus. And, and April wanted to volunteer. A little Ice Ministry. Ice Ministry is bringing ice to the coaches and the athletes at track. Now, why would you have Ice Ministry? Because people need ice. And there are some people that would never come to church that just want to bring ice. So we started Ice Ministry but I had a setup behind the ice ministry because I have a passion for lost people. So April had to come to the Dream Team volunteer training day that turned into a salvation covert message to April. So I got up at the end of the Dream Team, I saw April sitting back there and everybody else knew I was after April. I gave a little salvation call. April's hand went about this high, then it went about this high and tears are running down her face. April got saved through track and field because we removed the lid of complacency and comfortability. I'm preaching to somebody who you're stuck in religious thinking, you're stuck in religious ways. Come on somebody, old time religion ain't good enough no more. We gotta change some things. Yes, God is, but church evolves. I'm here to tell you, God is calling us to do something different. April's mama went to a traditional church in, uh, in another city. She wanna know what in the world that happened to April. Her mama start coming to church. In her church lady hat, come on somebody. We bring it on in, five rows behind her, can't see, but she in church. (laughs) April's mama came to church. April's son's coming to church. April's daughter's coming to church. Two weeks after April's mama come to church, a few weeks later, she gets diagnosed with cancer, terminal cancer. I'll never forget it. They, they said, man, Miss, Miss, Miss Faye, she only has a few months to live, and, and man, I don't know. I'm a new pastor. I don't know what to do. All I know is God told me to, to do track and field. I'm not preaching very well at that time. It was the beginning. I didn't know what I was doing. The worship sets were bad. The, the lighting haze was, was driving everybody out the door. I'm trying to tell you, it was the worst parking ministry ever, but guess what? It got April to church, which got Miss Faye to church because God really wasn't after just April. He was after Miss Faye's healing. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, Miss Faye was on a mat. Miss Faye was on a mat, April was on a mat, April's son was on a mat, April's daughter was on a mat. So Miss Faye, I went to the hospital, we went to visit Miss Faye, and I said, Miss Faye, you all right? I didn't know what to say, I didn't know what prayers to pray. I was just like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I just said, Miss Faye, what is God telling you? And she says, God says he's gonna heal me as I go. I said, what's that mean? She goes, I'm not gonna miss a day where the home field advantage is. I said, what does that mean? She says, I want to be on the welcome team. Miss Faye would come after chemo every week, no hair, coming, sitting. She went from standing to sitting. She went from sitting on a, on a stool to sitting in a chair because she was so weak, but she never missed a Sunday because God told her that she needed to be in a place where Jesus was, where the home field advantage was. So guess what? I'm here to tell you that two weeks turned into her sitting in a chair. The next two weeks, she was sitting back on a stool. The next two weeks, she was standing. The next two weeks, all of her hair grew back. Two years later, Miss Faye is cancer-free. I'm here to tell you that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. How did Miss Faye get healed? Because there was a church that was removed to looked at Miss Faye last week I said Miss Faye you good she goes it is well with my soul she started singing one piece like a river come on somebody she went old school she started singing great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies that I see all I have needed your hand has provided why because there was a church who was who was willing to not let the people to the church be so crowded with church people that there would be four people that were passionate to lay down their title and pick up a towel and go get the four corners of somebody's mat somebody say remove the lid somebody said I got to remove the lid from my mind test say that I got to remove the lid from my heart I got to remove the lid from my thinking I got to remove the lid that I'm not I God just he's not just after me he's after the people that he's after through me I'm here to tell you God just doesn't want to do something in you he wants to do something through you your greatest misery has the potential to be your greatest ministry I'm here to tell you how many of you in here got loved ones who are unsaved come on somebody I want you to stand to your feet the Bible promises that everybody in your household shall be be saved. In the name of Jesus, I'm here to tell you, I want you to start calling them out right now by name. Come on. Call them out by name. Call your loved ones out by name right now. Call them out by name. I prophesy and I speak that they would be under spiritual arrest, that in the next season of their life that they would turn away from their wicked ways and turn towards God. I want to show you something. I want to show you how God will use you. The last point is is we got to move out. Clay, we got to go get some people, man, that are lost. We got to go get some people that need us, man. So look at this. This scripture, I'm telling you, it it, it messed me up. Mark chapter 2, verse 5. Mark chapter 2, verse 5. It says, seeing their faith. Somebody say, seeing their faith. Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child just said, oh, wait. Seeing whose faith? Not seeing the faith of the paralyzed guy? They ain't got faith yet. They don't know yet. They don't understand yet. But do you know who does know? You. Your faith can change somebody else's future. It's just seeing that faith. Jesus said to the paralyzed guy, get up, get out of complacency, get up out of fear. God is delivering you through your faith. Now watch, watch. So then I got tripped up right here. It says, Jesus then turned, verse 10, to the paralyzed guy and said, stand up, take up your mat. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want that. There's scars on that. There's blood on that. There's scabs on that. They betrayed me and I don't want to pick that relationship back up. They stabbed me in the back. I don't want that. I don't want to deal with them people. You said that you would, for, I can forgive them, but that doesn't mean reconcile. Then you are part of the crowd, not the nature of Christ. So, you mean, what? he says, stand up. Put the scripture back up there. He says, pick it up. You're about to be launched in the ministry. He says, pick it up. Pick up the betrayal. Pick up the hurt. Pick up the addiction. Pick it up. Jesus, I I, I don't want this. He says, you can't leave it because somebody else needs it. He said, pick it up. And he said, go out into the city with your testimony. Because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I want to come against the spirit of shame right now that you've been hiding your story. I dare you to pick it up because God wants to use your story for his glory. We gotta go out into the street. We gotta We got to go on our jobs and says, look what the Lord has done. I once was blind, but now I see there is power in the name of Jesus. He came to break every chain. He came to loose every infirmity. He came to heal the sick and deliver the addicted. Let me tell you something. If you're ready for your ministry, Oh my Lord, like I don't know, Pastor John, I don't know if there's a card that has can I sign up for Matt ministry. You don't need a card. You need a heart. If you want God to begin to use your testimony to reach people. I want you to run up to this altar right now, because your ministry is about to get released. Your family is about to get healed. People about to get delivered. People about to get—come on, sing the song. Let's go. In the name of Jesus, people's chains are falling off. I see chains falling off. I see people taking steps to go higher, to go after lost people, to go after broken people.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.